Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. Today is Friday. It is our faith-filled Friday. And today is on our hearts just to talk to you, share with you about purpose and identity. Um, I want to start by reading uh, one of my favorite verses, and it's Ephesians 2, verse 10. And this is in the Amplified Version. It says, For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. And that's a very important word. He prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we could walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And so that that's one of my favorite verses um, that I always go to. It just really reminds me of our identity and uh, who we find our identity in. It is already predestined. We were already created in his image. And I know, um, you know, lately we've been talking a lot um, on the other episodes, you know, dealing with business about identity and purpose Um you know, and the people that work for us, um, owners as owners ourselves and, and managers, um, just knowing how to reconnect and really identify and see the identity and the purpose of that person, you know, that is partnered with us to help us with our business. And so, um, I have Chris here with me today and I just, I guess we just wanted to talk, just really share the importance of that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, hello, everyone. Um, we pray that this uh, podcast be a blessing to each and every one of you. Um, as Jen was saying, um, identity is important for us to be able to establish through Christ Jesus our identity. And I, you know, we've talked about this several times. We believe that this is the foundational problem that we deal with uh, in this generation, in this time that we live in today. Um, if you look at the world and the issues that we're dealing with right now from generation, the younger generations that are coming up, as well as adults, um, it's an identity crisis. Uh, some of them that don't even know Jesus Christ, uh, that's in itself is the, the problem that we see, um, even as business owners, and because everything is interconnected in, in our um, cycle circle of life, I guess, or our cycle of life. Whether or not we be business owners, if we don't have an identity when it comes to a purpose and why we own a business, that's an issue. If we, if, if a generation is disconnected from who they are and they're searching here and there, left and right on who they are as well, how are they ever going to be productive in this life as well? They're going to be lost. And we as business owners are just, you know, people in general that are trying to produce and create something that God uh, entrusted within us as far as a vision, we're going to have that same issue or we can turn around and understand who we are in, uh, through Christ and be able to change the uh, identity crisis problem from bad to good understanding or helping the ones that are going to be working with us and for us to change this world on who they are and the empowerment that God gave to us uh, through his word. So uh, that's just a summary, but that those are the goals that we're looking at and helping uh, this generation that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just said identity crisis and you reminded me of, um, of a blog post that I wrote probably two years ago. 
um, I believe it was in November of 2020. And um, I'm going to have to post that for people to read, but it had everything to do with identity. And it spoke about the the three different types of identity crisis, identity theft, and identity fraud, and how things and circumstances around us cause us to forget who we are or maybe even keep us from discovering who we are. And so we see a lot of that. You know, if you walk up to somebody, whether you know them or not, and you say, you know, who are you? The first thing they do is they tell you their name. Um, Yeah, but who are you? Well, you know, and then they'll tell you their position and their title, what they do, where they work, um, what their job is. And you ask them again, no, but who are you? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm male or I'm female, you know, and they don't, truly understand the depth of that question. Do you really know who you are as a person, as an individual, your character, you know, the things that define who you are, that separates you from everybody else. And this generation doesn't really even know how to evaluate that. They don't, they don't know who they are. Well, and when we say generation, we always try to uh, tend to look at the younger uh, people that are coming up because the, 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 the problem is obvious in this generation, younger generation, they are looking for identity and they're finding it in the enemy mainly because we see a lot of uh, specifically um, a lot of the uh, uh, problems with mass shootings and different things like that, that are being performed, not as a whole across the board, but majority of them are young people that have been just either, you know, their identity has been stolen by the enemy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you have a generation of young people that are being raised by a generation of older people or adults that have no clue who they are either. And and again, this isn't this isn't across the board. This is a small percentage of people that we're talking about. But it seems like they're speaking and screaming the loudest because everyone sees what's happening. We are dealing with an identity crisis across the board, whether it's old or young in this time and this season that we're, we're living in right now. And it is a, an important question, I guess, that we all need to answer ourselves is, like as Jen said, who are we? Who are we? And what are we put on this earth to do? And that all answers, that those answers come directly from the word of God to, to at least establish a foundation and then from that, when that established foundation is there, then we can go and build and be effective in changing society through our businesses and then just who God created us to be. Right. And how powerful, you know, you're mentioning in our businesses, that's just one area, but how powerful just in business. That's why that's such a passion of ours to be able to help those that are working for us and with us to identify who they are and know what their passion and their purpose is so that we can help them grow. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes that, um, that selfish motive out where we're no longer worried about, you know, what are you going to do for me? But we're looking at these individuals as what can I do for you? I know you're working for me, but what can I do for you? Because I see so much more. I don't even understand why you're working for me. I see so much more in you. What do you want to do in your life? What is your your dream, you know, and, and what has happened that we don't help build, you know, the next generation or, or whatever generation, whatever age they are to help them really identify 
what they were created to do on this earth. Yeah. Um, I guess just to take it in a more personal direction and, and you can share, you know, your, your history when you were younger, if you, if you want, but for me, it took me a long time to figure out who I was. And I'm talking like when I was a teenager, just being involved in church and doing everything ministry, um, doing all the dramas, all the plays, all the music ministries, um, you know, youth ministries, youth camps. And I thought I knew who I was, but it was just busy work. It was just um, identifying with ministry, identifying with church, but not having that personal, deep personal relationship with Christ and and having that one-on-one with him and, and find out who I was. I just knew who I who I was within that group, you know? And so when you don't have that anymore, you feel completely lost. And here you are searching again, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, well, I guess I'll just go ahead and be a PE coach. Well, the next year, maybe I'll just be an art teacher. And then after that, maybe I'll just do graphic design. This was my journey, you know, of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what I was created for. And I knew I had like this creative piece of me, but what am I supposed to do with it? And it wasn't until now that I'm like, wow, you know, I just want to help other people find that creativity and that, that passion and that purpose that they have. I know what I was created for now. I had so much of it. I didn't know what to do with it, you know? So how did you find out what your purpose was or how did you find out based off of the experiences there, one of the, just the experience like you shared now, how did you get through all of that? It's almost like a cloud or a fog. How did you get through all that and finally say, okay, God, this is what you want me to do? I think being able to experience, like we never look back at the things that we went through in life as wasted time, right? A, a lot of people do. We're kind of taught and drilled that, you know, you wasted time doing this and you could have been doing that and it took you too long to get here. But we can't look at that as wasted time. We look at them as experiences, whether they were failures or not. So when I got there to that point of thinking, I would get so frustrated when something wasn't making me happy or something was um, irritating me or I knew something could be done a different way. And instead of getting upset about it, I would click into creative mode and I would try to find a solution or I would try to create a different outlook or think positively on that thing. And then I realized, wow, I have a way of really transforming or transitioning this thing to work and then discovering that there were other people around me that were frustrated and having a hard time too. And the way that you know, I was able to see it in a creative way was, okay, they were able to pick up on it. So here came that teaching mode of um, encouraging and showing you another way, you know, which got them thinking, oh, well, why don't we do it like this? Or maybe we can add that. And so it really taught people how to open up and figure things out, you know, um, find a solution instead of just sitting in that that position of I'm miserable in what I'm doing. Yeah, so you took a step in a process through through the the guiding guidance of the Holy Spirit to be able to help you to discern 
what it is that he would have you to do through your trials or through your different struggles that you had or your difficulties. And then it came to a point where it clicked with you with the Holy Spirit that you understood, no, this is the, this is the, the avenue. This is the road that I need to go down. And then as a result of you understanding what the whole, how the Holy Spirit was leading you, other people also saw it and observed it like our light was shining in their lives right. and they were able to follow the same path that you took. So a lot of people would have questions in this, um, in the day and the time that we live in. How do we break the cycle? How do we understand or identify with the purpose that God has for us. And we're sure about it because we have too many voices coming from left and right and all kinds of directions telling us what they want us to do and what they feel like is best for us. But then we have to be able to discern or shut all of those voices out and understand the voice and hear the voice of God to lead us and guide us. How do people do that? Well, it starts with the word of God. And I've always one of my, uh, you know, the, the good foundational scriptures that really sets the tone. And the word is powerful because once you speak a word in an atmosphere of faith, when we seek God to really help us to understand that direction, that word will never return void. It's like a light that lights up into a dark place. And it also sets a foundation because God hears us at that point and says, my son and daughter is trying to find out who I created them to be. So one of the foundation verses is first Peter chapter two and verse nine, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now that is a foundational, but it's also a monumental mindset changing scripture. Because if you've always followed the, the decrees or the proclamations that other people have given you that have been disconnected from God's purpose, read this scripture several times over and over again in an atmosphere of faith when you've always prayed. And God will begin to change your mind from having a poverty mindset or a slave mindset into the mindset of being a royal priesthood set apart for his purpose. That's royalty as opposed to being a peasant, which is what the enemy wants us to be. Now, when that's established in our spirit and we walk in the fullness of that, then all of a sudden that becomes attractive and our purpose that God has always created us to be becomes clear. And then God starts sending resources and he also may send us the Holy Spirit or a people that will help us to find that very thing that God created us in this earth to perform and complete. Mm -hmm. And you know what, um, when you were reading that, it, it kind of reminded me of um, we what was it several years ago is when a lot of the conferences started coming out with the motivational speakers and the gurus and the, you know, um, speaking life into, um, your day you and like stuff. Life coaches yes. and stuff. Yeah. And so it, you think about it, all that is great and, and everything, you know, because people need that encouragement. They need that motivation. And, and a lot of them at the time, um, first starting, it was a look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am beautiful. I am great. I can do great things. Today's going to be an amazing day. That all of that is great. And it, it 
really lifts your spirit to be able to speak those words. But where did that come from? It came from the word of God. The word of God. For, yep. for years and years and years, the word of God, if we just sat and, and read scripture and, and read what he told us consistently, you are this, you are that, mm-hmm. you have, you are, have been chosen, you are great. You will do great things. You know, you are prosperous. And he, and the word just builds you up over and over and over that, that the, the ultimate motivation is right there in the word of God. The spirit, our spirits, when it hears the word of God confirms and it connects with what God had already created us to be. So our spirit inside of us is always looking for the word of God that feeds us. It feeds our spirit. So when our spirit is being fed with the right type of food, which is the word of God, it almost like it's a, it's a, it's a combination or it's a, uh, what's the word? It's like a, uh, it's a match made in heaven because what does saith the Lord, as far as thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven concerning you. When that word is spoken and our spirits attach itself to that word, it builds us spiritually to the point where that's all we're focused on. If that's what our need is and the word gives us that affirmation and God, because God's word's already blessed. We get that, combine it with our situation, trying to find our way. And it's a win-win situation because it, as we just read in the scripture, it takes us out of darkness. And when we are no longer in darkness, those that are around us see us as light including our children and this generation that it, we're losing unless we, we change uh, the trajectory. So, yeah. So let me ask, did, were there any um, like moments in your life that growing up where you struggled with identity? Well, yeah, a lot of them. And, and um, you know, I can speak just briefly because I, I mean, we can go on this for a long time, but um, as a musician growing up in the church, um, there were a lot of identity issues that I had. I really wanted to, to be a, I guess, a, a full term, long time, full professional musician. That's what I wanted to do in life. But as you know, in the generation or the, you know, parents that grew up in, in the generation ahead of us never saw being a musician as a full time, what you would say gig or an ability to be able to, to uh, support having a family and making a living out of that on a consistent basis. So I was always deterred and pulled away from that. Why don't you go do, go to college and then just, you know, keep that as your hobby. That'll be something that you can go on the side. Well, my spirit was saying totally the opposite. So there was a class that was right there, which helped, which really aided in the fact that I was having an identity crisis. The spirit, my spirit and my, my desire was to do this, but the family that I respected and, and, uh, you know, uh, accepted their advice from was telling me to do that. So there was an identity crisis there, but God always prevails. God says he always sets the light in our path. He's a lamp into our feet and the light into our pathway. The word is. So as eventually as I continue to move on and, and, you know, continue to play and to play in for other organizations, church, community groups, things like that, God always led me in the direction that I was supposed to be in. But the, the key to that is that God did it, but the, the, the struggle and the identity was, did God really say, and how do we discern that God is actually leading us in the, a specific direction? 
Because that's the struggle that I dealt with. God, are you telling me to listen to my father or my mother? Or are you telling me to, to go in this direction that I feel like I really want to go into? And we really have to mature to a point in understanding the voice of God to separate our, separate those two, those two different things. Is this the flesh? Is this the enemy? Because the enemy does not want us to complete our purpose. So he's going to do everything and use everybody around us to try to keep us away from that. So we, so I struggled with that for a long period of time. And even, uh, going in the direction that I ended up going and m- music was a huge part of that playing on a consistent basis. People were pulling on my gift. And so I ended up going in directions and playing for churches full time and, and just different, uh, opportunities that really attached itself to that. As I did that, then there was a position that, that you end up being in where you want to be full time, but people also want to, um, I call it prostitute your gift because they know that you're gifted and you're anointed as well. So they will use that gift to the point where they use it up. And so you question yourself even at that point, whether or not you want to continue on to do this because you're worn down and you wore out and what you thought you wanted to do all of a sudden becomes unattractive because you're doing it all the time to the point where you don't even enjoy it anymore. It becomes something that is just repetitive and it's like, there's no joy in it. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe some of y'all can understand this regardless of the fact if you're a musician or if you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, but it gets to that point And sometimes, and you, and you question yourself, why do I feel like this? God, you gave me this gift and I've always wanted to do this. But then you start looking at the people that are attached to you, that you allow to have a voice in your life. And a lot of times, one or two of those people are the ones that are ringing you and your gift to death. Mm -hmm. And it's never the point or it's never what God ever intended for for your gift to be and how it's being used in your life. So, yes, I did struggle with identity, even as a musician and even as a man of God. You know, I think it's um it's interesting because there's there's so many people that are listening to this that are in those positions of they're maybe they're miserable with what they're doing because they were never able to follow their passion and their desire that God had placed inside of them to do something and and they feel stuck, you know. And you were explaining the two different ends of it where you wanted to do it and you couldn't. And then at the times when you, when you had an opportunity to do it all the time, you felt like you were being um, pulled at and drained. Right. And there's that missing link right in the middle, which is our relationship with God. Because a lot of times we worry so much about what everybody else has to say, or we allow them to speak into our life when we shouldn't be, you know, with the, uh, well, don't do that because you know, this is going to happen. And, and, oh, you know, you shouldn't have made that decision. And it's all based off of their own experiences, not knowing what God already spoke to your heart. And that's what makes us question what God has said. And I found it very interesting that just um, recently, a really good friend of mine mentioned a book series called Boundaries, you know, and, and maybe some of y'all have heard of this, this series, but it, that's like that, that, um, missing link right there mm-hmm. is the the boundaries that we have to set with with everybody else that is yep. around us right the outside noise because the only one and the only voice that matters is God's voice yep and if God said something we have to be obedient to that and what everybody else said it if they get upset they get upset or if they don't even need to know about it 
they don't need to know about it because God is guiding and directing us in a certain certain way that they may not understand. And that's okay if they don't understand it. But you have set that boundary to say, you know what, I'm going to shift my heart and I'm going to shift my mind and shift my ears to what it is that I need to be listening to and focusing on. And in, in the end, there will be a testimony to tell of God's goodness, right? Because he's going to receive glory, all honor and glory for this, um, for the direction that I'm going in and being obedient to him. And soon enough, they'll understand. Mm -hmm. But we're so fearful of that. Like mm -hmm. we don't want to have to upset anybody or make someone question us. So we're put in that position of, what do I do? And it's just learning how to set those boundaries. I know just in conclusion, because I know we're running long, but I, we, we need to say this and establish this, establish this is that the catalyst and the foundation uh, for anyone that wants to be successful in anything that God has called them to do must start with their ability to be able to identify the voice of God in their life. And I'm talking about the father that created us in heaven and the son of God that saved us on the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us and the Holy Spirit that was left for our counsel. We have to identify that in order for us to be successful in anything that we do in life. And how is that established? It's by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm looking at a, a poster in our, our uh, area, our studio here. It says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. That all is established by identifying the voice of God in our lives, which is the word of God that identifies who he created us to be fearfully and wonderfully. Once that is established, then everything else stems from that, because there's going to be times in our journey, fulfilling our purpose in life and whatever that may be, that God may tell us to do something that requires our faith to be exercised totally the opposite of what people would ever advise us to do. And we have to be in a position to be listening, to hear it, apply it and be obedient. So we can fulfill our purpose in this earth. So. Amen. So we just want to thank y'all for joining us tonight and to say how much we love and appreciate you. Um, we just, we just want to pray over you and, and just declare God's goodness and his blessings over your life um, right now. Okay. Father, uh, let, let us all pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you and thank you just for this time, Lord. We don't know who's going to be listening to this podcast. And, and Father God, we just ask for the anointing to saturate this, Lord, and meet it. Meet, uh, let this podcast and the words that were spoken meet everyone at their point of need, Lord. Whether it be a void that needs to be filled, Lord, whether we're speaking to someone that is in need of identity, that's, that's dealing with this identity crisis that we're talking about, whether they be, be a business owner, an entrepreneur, someone that's just trying to find their way, maybe a young person that is, um, you know, confused in this gender confused, uh, atmosphere and I, and, and the society that we're living in right now, everything is under attack, even to the point of understanding who you created us to be out of your likeness and your image, Lord. I pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon each and every one of them, Lord, Father God, that is looking for identity and they would find it in you. 
You are the author and the finisher of our faith and you created us fearfully and wonderfully. And that, Father God, that we would find our definition of who we are in you and in your word and that we would receive, first off, receive your loving kindness, your graciousness, your love, your mercy. Receive it unto ourselves unconditionally and allow your spirit to forgive us. We repent of those things. Once we receive your love, repent of those things that we have done in the past and the voices we've allowed to, to lead us and guide us into wrong directions. And then once we receive your love, receive your mercy, we also receive, Father God, your wisdom and your counsel and your blessings, Lord, Father God. And then we forgive ourselves. Your word says in Romans 8, now therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Let that, Father God, word also settle in our hearts. And then the word we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, when it talks about who you created us to be, we are the children of the Most High. And so we thank you, Father, for restoration, revival, and just just uh, an identity in you, in Christ Jesus. And we identify with you being crucified on the cross for our sins so we can walk in the fullness of the royalty and the benefits of, of what you did for us eternally, this life and the life to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. We will talk to you soon. God bless. Amen.